Hello everyone, Alex here. I'm traveling this week, so apologies for the audio quality. It may not be as good as in previous episodes. I am uh, still, though, very excited for this opportunity to talk to you. It'll be just me in this episode and it'll be shorter. I will explore different sales skills that I feel are very, very important to our sales performance. And one of the key skills or attributes that we can bring to sales, I believe, is curiosity. I am a very curious person, not so much interested in what I already know. I'm interested in learning what I don't. So today I'm going to ask some questions. What inspires our curiosity? How can curiosity help us advance in the sales process? So thanks for joining me. Let's get started. Curiosity is something that I am supremely curious about. I just want to say that curiosity, I always thought about curiosity killed the cat. And I started to research where that came from. What does that mean? I'm really not quite clear. I know it originated from some writing uh, in England at some point in the past, but that doesn't really matter <laughs> where it came from. I wanna, I wanna tell you that curiosity kills the lazy cat. Curiosity actually builds up the smart cat. What is curiosity? Curiosity killed the lazy cat or the danger of basking in the comfort of your expertise. See, what happens is when you rely, overly rely on what you know and what you think and what your assumptions are, you have completely, mostly for the most part, killed curiosity. And I'm not calling you a lazy cat. I'm saying that the smart cat, the one that truly wants to get results is the one that becomes profoundly curious. The lazy cat wants to kind of sit and observe, and as the mouse scampers by in front of him, it will try to grab it. The curious cat gets up and braves discomfort in pursuit of finding the mouse's nest. So we have, for the most part, made it through one of the most challenging times in our personal and professional lives, although it's not over. I spend a lot of time reading, reflecting, and wondering what is it that I can contribute to the world. I have renewed resolve to create a group of readers and listeners that share this common purpose, a place for learning and inspiration so that we can do our most brilliant work. And we can only do that by staying humble, curious, and open. So I recently read this amazing book, highly recommended. It's called Think Again by Adam Grant. It's just brilliant. It's a brilliant look at how we change our minds. In sales, the idea of convincing is deeply ingrained in what we believe needs to happen for people to buy. I need to convince, mom needs to be convinced, the daughter needs to convince mom. The key learning from this book is that the only person that can convince you of anything, especially if it's something big, is yourself. So, you know, most prospective buyers are already closed at the point of inquiry. What do I mean by that? I mean that they are already resisting leaving their home. They are suspicious of these places in which they, because of 
past experiences, experiences with their own parents, um, saw it as a place to go to die, as a place to go be warehoused, as a place where you're going to lose your independence, and more, more to come on that. So we have established through massive amounts of data and also a reflection of penetration rates in the market that only about 5 to 10% of the people in our lead base are ready to buy. They're open to our offering. They're open to us telling them about the product. But for the vast majority of them, we need to open them before we can close. They come to us with deeply ingrained beliefs about our product, mostly negative. A place, regardless of how nice it is and how much progress we've made with product and product positioning in the market, there's still a fear of loss of identity. Many have tied their identity to the belief that what makes one strong, what makes me me, what gives me a sense of belonging and agency is my ability to stay independent in my own home. And that is entirely reasonable. And I think that too. Aging, loss, and other factors are threatening this sense of identity and control. For the most part, they come to us with a closed mind or a very ambivalent mind that finds a decision to change extremely difficult. The status quo, therefore, wins most times. The default action is to wait until I really don't have a choice. And guess what? Most of us in sales wait right alongside them until they have no choice. Are they ready yet? Are they ready yet? Did something happen that now they're going to move? Do they need to move? And we use that word loosely. And what we really mean, do they need to move, is that it's impossible for them to stay home, usually due to a health crisis. Well, that narrows our market way down. And it narrows our ability to close and to open the bottom of the funnel, of the conversion funnel, um, by a lot. So let me tell you this story. And this is right out of Adam Grant's book. And I thought it was brilliant. And I'm adopting it and giving full credit for. A preacher, a prosecutor, and a politician walk into your mind. According to Grant, these are the most common modalities people use to try to convince people to change their mind. And I thought it was extremely applicable to how we go about sales. So what attitude drives your intention to change people's minds? So first, let's talk about the preacher. The preacher says, I believe so strongly in the amazing community I work in that I will attempt to convince based on the sheer force and enthusiasm of my belief. You're going to love it here. We have, we have, we have this, we have the great chef and a great this and a great that, so much great stuff. My strong belief is going to inspire you to change. I am going to preach the benefits of my community. Now let's look at the prosecutor. The prosecutor says, I believe that if I give you enough facts and information, I can make a compelling case to convince you. And when you resist, I will take your weakness and argue the facts. And I will eventually try to win the case by throwing every argument and bit of information that makes my case. Well, that 
again, is the modality of many people that also engage in sort of scare tactics, especially with a daughter. Well, we found that if you, you know, moving now versus later, uh, it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we found that, or here's some information about, now I'm not saying that you shouldn't give information about your community, but I'm saying that prosecuting your case with facts in an attempt to change someone's mind is not gonna work. Then there's the politician. The politician wants everybody to like them. I will really try to get you to like me. I'm not gonna piss you off in any way. I'm not gonna be pushy. I'm just gonna be really super nice. So I will get your vote. If you like me enough, I will get your vote. I may even make promises that I'm not sure I can fulfill, but everything, everything that I do and say is really based on me really needing you to like me because I think that that's what's gonna make you vote for me. That's what's gonna make you buy for me. I will avoid pushing my argument so that you don't feel like I'm pushy or bad. And then if you don't buy from me now, at least you will probably buy from me later. So you see, um, I, I confess that I'm not too much of a prosecutor, but certainly a preacher and a politician. I need every prospect to like me. I want them to like me, certainly. And it makes it a lot easier for me to work with them. But here's the problem. None of those things work, and they don't. None of those um, modalities work very well. Because, see, people don't change their minds that way. Because their fear of change, their ambivalence, their ingrained beliefs are part of their identity. And therefore, none of those things really work. What does work is to approach it according to Grant and according to me, put it in the sales context, is to think like a scientist. Think like, an, like a scientist, like a like a researcher, like um, someone that's really trying to figure out what the truth is. The problem that the prospect's experiencing is what we need to focus on and try to understand. Their motivation, their objections, and so that through conversations and through inquiry, humble, curious inquiry, we can get to what's really getting them stuck so that they can talk themselves through the change that undoubtedly, because, because they inquired, they need to make. So the scientist says, I will endeavor to learn about you and be curious and humble so we can get to the truth of what keeps you in the status quo. See, for us, it's not about like what caused you to call today and how soon are you gonna move in? It's what caused you, how do I, so see, for us, it's not so much, how do I get you to move? More importantly, for those 90% that aren't ready, it's like, why would you even think about moving? What got you to the stage that you became a lead? And what keeps you stuck in the I'm not ready? So scientists, researchers, scholars, all share these essential traits. The intention to get to the truth a deep curiosity about the problem in front of them, 
the humility to know that they don't yet understand the problem, the discipline to leave their assumptions at the door or your ego at the door and to test and retest your hypothesis about what the real problem is until you hit the mark and then you're able to solve it. So the scientist is not the person in the lab with the white coat, rather the person that is driven to help enhance in whatever profession you're in, the quality of people's lives, either through discoveries that will enhance people's lives or through actually helping people in their personal lives, in their relationships, in their growth, and in choosing change. So curiosity in the context of sales is not nosiness. Curiosity is actually the fuel for your intention to help your prospect to decide and then to leave the status quo. It does not mean that you need to know everything about your prospect, because you never will. I am sure you don't know everything about people that are really close to you to begin with. But it does mean that you need to explore the person's feelings and thoughts about every area of their lives so that they can strengthen their internal motivation to make a change. Example, why would you ever consider moving? It's a great question and many of us don't ask it because we don't wanna convince, again, thinking that we can convince the prospect to stay home, which is you know, insane. Can you help me understand why would you ever consider moving? Following up, I'm calling because I realized that I may not be, I'm not being very helpful to you. What could I offer that would be help you, that we would be of help to you now? How are you feeling? The lack of curiosity, the lazy cat, will many times have the opposite effect. Your actions can also strengthen your prospect's internal objections to making a change. In the context of what we call motivational interviewing, and I'm by no means an expert, you can actually strengthen a person's resolve to not change by trying to remove the person's autonomy and self-persuasion, by trying, in other words, to convince, to preach, to prosecute, to politic. So an example might be, what is your timing? We have all the solutions to your problem over here. Let me give you more information. Or the classic, I am calling to check in and see how mom is doing. What, what does that mean? And how is that helpful to the daughter who is completely stuck and have, has no idea how to get mom to make a decision? So, Another thing about curiosity uh, is that it's not so much that you're curious. We're all in some way or another curious, some more than others. But what's important to think about, I think, is what are you curious about? Are you curious about the comings and goings and you know, when did they inquiry? When was the first inquiry? You're curious about the sales history. You're curious about what they told you about timing. You're curious about what they're objecting to so that then you can abandon them and go look for the new lead. Because in many cases, we're curious about the things that we know in our head are gonna trigger us to abandon the lead, to stop wasting our time. And I get that. 
That's how our brain is wired. We are curious about what's going to avoid discomfort, what's going to help us navigate our own lives and the pressures that we feel constantly about getting more results and getting more move-ins. And that's there and we can't avoid that. See, the thing is that that's not very effective at you converting more people. It's kind of a leap of faith. So imagine now that you're curious about how the prospect you're working with is feeling, what's getting them stuck, what their motivations are to change, what gets in the way of that. You're curious about how they really think about themselves and this change. You're curious about where they're stuck. And that usually has very little to do with the product. In other words, when someone tells you it's really expensive, that does not mean that they're not financially qualified, does it? If they say, I just can't afford it and the math doesn't work, well, certainly you need to refer to some other community that they can afford. But in most cases, we lost lead them or we put them cold because they told us it was too expensive and we assume that that's the problem, that they don't have enough money. <laughs> and that's just not true. They're telling you that because they're afraid. They don't want to make this change. They want to delay it and it's the only way Either the suites are too small, the apartment is not right, it's too expensive, I don't have enough closet space. They're all things that are saying, back off. Don't keep trying to sell me because I'm not ready. So curiosity is going to be the fuel that will activate your empathic response and we are going to talk about empathy a lot. We're gonna really talk about how do we refine and fuel our empathy at the service of helping us help our prospects buy. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I hope you've been inspired to ask some questions and go discover something new about your prospects and maybe even about yourself. So until next time, stay heroic and stay curious.